put you down here in Central Florida. I am your host, Steve Elkins, and this is Off the Beaten Path. Today's date is December 10th, 2023. It's been a full week of news and sound bites, and that is being passed off as real news, much of which I call the fake news. The time to be vocal is now. Silence is implied consent. Please visit the RBN website for great resource articles, for provocative insight, and share what you have learned. Go to Republic broadcasting.org my email address is off the beaten path steve at gmail.com our call in number tonight is 512-248-8252 boy has been a busy 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 week got some rain hitting us right now here in central florida i think going down to south florida here and makes me wonder i was in the store the other day and i saw the harris uh, farmer's almanac harris Farmer's Almanac. I'm not sure if you've ever dealt into this, actually picked one up, looked it over, and uh, discerned, is it, uh, what's the reliability, what's the percentage of reliability on the Farmer's Almanac? Anybody have any idea out there what it might be? Is it a 50-50 crapshoot here on what the weather's going to be for the winter or for any part of the country? Is there anybody who could actually say, you know what, it's pretty close. it's not bad. You know, we saw the woolly worms this year. We're getting really fuzzy. We think it's going to be really cold. Or the deer and the antlers. And there's many different signs that people say, well, this this determines the weather you're going to have for the winter. And maybe if you're going to have an early fall and early spring and, and things like that. I don't really know much about the Farmer's, farmer's Almanac. If there's any, um, I, I think it's probably a 50-50 crapshoot myself. I could be wrong. I didn't, anybody else had a, a different opinion on that or a different uh, you know, and actually follow the farmer's almanac and say, hey, it's it's pretty reliable. You know, we we plant our crops based on this schedule and it's in the farmer's almanac and uh, we're at 90 percent. And uh, that in that case, I, I might start looking at it. Actually, I might start looking at the thing if somebody could show me some reliability. But I'm really not going to worry too much down here in Florida because there's not a whole lot of winter down here in Florida. Serious, there's really no winter. We have a couple frost days, maybe, maybe a frost day here and there, and you just cover your plants up a little bit, what you can, and uh, there's really no major damage. Uh, so really, does the Farmer's Almanac really address Florida, the state of Florida? Probably not. I mean, what can you say? Uh, hot, you know, and then it goes down to uh, you know 60s and 70s for the, your winter, and, and that's going to be the same way next year and the following year and the following year. Uh, so there's not a whole lot to say about the state of Florida. And in the summer, it's going to be hot, and yes, it's going to be muggy, humid. Uh, yeah, that's all part of Florida, and uh, that's the part that a lot of people don't like. I deal with it. I accept it. And I'm glad we have some you know liability, some fallback, because if it was beautiful and ever the weather was beautiful out here, everybody would flock down here. And I think we got enough people down here already, to be honest with you. I'm, I'm happy who's here. Okay, fine, stay. Uh, liberals, if you come down here, keep your policies, your liberal policies to yourself. Don't screw up my state or we'll find some way to kick you out of here. I don't know how to do that, but I don't want your liberal policies down here. You're coming down here because we had a pretty good thing right now. I got to say, if anything, our, our governor down here, Ron DeSantis, has done a pretty darn good job being a governor on a presidential candidate is another total, total another issue here. And uh, I'm not solid on him on that in that situation. I think he's running a very poor campaign. It looks very grim 
And uh, last time I, I noticed, he's he's going down on the polls. I think the highest we ever saw Ron DeSantis was at sixteen percent, fourteen percent, thirteen percent. Now neck and neck, neck and neck with the traitor, the ex ambassador Nikki Haley at nine percent. So well, we had this uh, Republican debate here, number four, which is embarrassing as hell. The numbers you're looking at about four point one million people actually. Wasted their time to watch this two-hour spectacle of shouting back and forth, getting nasty, and uh, really not getting a whole lot accomplished. I think anybody who's watched one or maybe possibly two of the Republican debates has already settled on his mind, his decision of who he's going to vote for. And it's none of these clowns. To be honest with you, it's not going to be these guys at all, these four that were allowed this time. And I love how they change the rules, how they change the rules for everyone. You know, okay, we got we got to find a way to exclude Larry Elder. We got to find a way to exclude him. Uh, find a way to exclude this person here. Uh, fat boy Chris Christie, Christie Cream, is still in there, the top four. I mean, he gets to go to all the debates. He's paying off the right people to get in there. But uh, I don't know. They say TV gives you what, ten, fifteen pounds extra heavy weight. I, I got to multiply that times what, four or five. On uh, on Christie because that guy's looking fatter than ever. I mean, he's looking like a Pillsbury doughboy, stuffed in a suit, as my mom would say, a stuffed sausage. You know, I mean, he's he's standing up there and he's got his big loud mouth, mouthing off about Trump won't show up at debates. And he doesn't have to. The guy's at sixty three percent, Mister Four Percent. What is going to waste his time debating a moron like you, a fat sausage like yourself, when he's at sixty three percent? Just sit back. I, I, at first, yeah, I used to think, why wouldn't Donald Trump do this? A very smart move. A very smart move not to participate in the clown show. That's what I see. Four people, five people, maybe seven or eight at the time, starting off the debates, all trying to be number two. All losers trying to be number two. And it's comical. It's comical. I mean, you started off with 13 million people, viewers, the first one. Then you went down to 9 million. And the third debate, we don't even know because nobody will talk about what the third debate, how the, as far as the viewerships were. We don't have a clue. I searched, I searched, I searched. I could not find any viewer numbers for debate number three. This debate is supposedly the lowest, 4.1 million, million viewers. Uh, what a total waste of time. I did not waste my time. I did not waste my time. I figured, you know what? I'll go to America's Voice. I might go to Newsmax the next day, listen to Steve Bannon and a couple others to get the highlights of this comical event, which was a comical event. Uh, Ramaswamy having probably the best fun at it, uh, poking fun at uh, Nikki Haley, the corrupt Nikki Haley, writing on a little sign here, corrupt Nikki Haley. Yes, yeah, she's corrupt. She's corrupt. And... Uh, Again, she's fighting for, what, the 9%. She's tied neck and neck with Ron DeSantis now. So this is going nowhere. And the money is finally starting to fall off. People are saying, why am I supporting this person? They have no shot at it. They have no possible way of winning the nomination for the Republicans. No way. It's not going to happen. Uh, the money, it's just not going to happen. And people who put their money in a candidate, expect something back. They probably expect whatever they put in tenfold back as a repayment for, for paying your expenses. They expect tenfold back. 
and they're not going to get their returns. So it's money just flushed down the toilet, basically. It's, it's money flushed down the toilet with any of these candidates. Sorry, but that's the way it is. That's the facts. So at the same time, these people are all getting together and going back and sparring back and forth. Donald Trump is having his campaign, uh, you know, little one of those road dota- donation type situations, can fund- fundraiser is what I'm looking for, a campaign fundraiser raiser, and doing well. He's grabbing the big bucks. He's, his percentage numbers keep going up. He doesn't seem to be sweating too much. The legal parts of everything, these witch hunts they're going after, doesn't seem to be worried too much anymore. I look at him, he doesn't seem to be you know, stressed out over it anymore. I think he's got his lawyers on top of it. And uh, he's just going to ride this out, and they're going to keep coming after him. But you know what? Nothing's landing. It's like a, like the Teflon Don of the mafia here. Uh, nothing, Teflon Don. Yeah. That's what you ought to call him, Teflon Don. Nothing is sticking to Donald Trump. At the same time, they're going after Donald Trump. you got Joe Biden and all his criminal activity, the pay-for-play pay, pay situation, the selling the, the family brand name here to uh, foreign entities here and all this money going through different channels and to nine family members who uh, of seven of them, uh, which are just getting their little slice of pie, I guess. And uh, the two people to be looking at is the big guy, Joe Biden and Hunter Biden. And I think maybe it's, it's come down to, it's coming down to, uh, I think the Democrats know they can't win with this, with this guy. And they got to find number two. I don't know if I don't know if that's Gavin Newsom. I really don't know. I mean, a guy who destroys the state of California should not be even thought of as another, another candidate for presidency on the Democrat side. But again, liberalism—it's it's a mental disorder. And when we see defeat, we see uh, we see something that's very derogatory and very negative and very bad. They see they see rainbows. <laughs> They see rainbows. They see sunshine and unicorns. They see things that we don't see. I don't know. They just, the sixth sense, I guess, uh, I see this. I said, I don't see it now. I see defeat. I see disaster written all over that. But uh, the Democrats, again, liberalism is a mental disorder. I just got to laugh at them. And uh, they can't win. They can't win with Donald, uh, with, with Joe Biden. They can't win. It is funny how the mainstream media is attacking Donald Trump. As much as you know, they just, they, I mean, their news service basically revolves around Donald Trump. It did when he was president, and after he gets out of being president, they're still going after him. And because they don't want to be president again, a second term. But I love how they're now, you know, trying to all come together. I love how they all read the same script. Everybody's reading the same script, and it's talking about Donald Trump being a dictator, Donald Trump being a dictator, Donald Trump being a dictator, and then referring him to Caesar, Caesarism. Uh, it's hilarious. It's hilarious because what we, have, what we have seen with the Joe Biden administration is dictatorship. We have seen dictator from day one. Uh, canceling this, canceling this, emergency use authorization, executive orders, executive orders, executive orders, going crazy. And we're t- and he's talking about, you're the dictator? Oh, come on now. Come on now. Forcing people to take a shot or be fired. Forcing the corporations to put down this rule, take the shot or you get fired. Don't don't go that direction. Please don't go in that direction calling somebody else a dictator when your own actions are those of a dictator. Don't go there with me. I did laugh uh, a couple weekends ago. I guess Donald Trump was in Columbia, South Carolina. Interesting in uh, some big stadium, a football stadium. I guess they're the Gamecocks, I believe. And he walked in the stadium, and the stadium was 
jam-packed full. I looked up the attendance in that stadium. It looked to be full, packed house of 70,000 people in the stadium, 70,000 people. I'm not sure who they were playing, but they must have known also Donald Trump was going to make an appearance there. And he walked out, and I got to say 95% or more of the people in the stadium were cheering, cheering on their feet, cheering Donald Trump when he came onto the field. And he waved to the crowd. Now, I don't know about you. Does that, does that tell you something? Is that a sign of popularity? You think Joe Biden could walk in that stadium, put his hand up in the air and wave to the crowd? What do you think would happen? They would probably say FJB, FJB. They would. Admit it. The guy is hes a loser. He's, he's, he's brain dead. He's not the president. He's the resident in the, in the shoes of the president. And somebody else is calling shots. It's not him. Uh, he's simply a puppet. A puppet. And my guess is it's probably Barack Obama behind the, uh, the curtain there, the Wizard of Oz behind the curtain, calling the shots here, what's going on here, which means this is his third presidential candidate uh, term, actually. So I don't know. It's, uh, it's crazy. Uh, the debates, like I said, <clears throat> um, the RNC now is saying, the RNC is now saying that they're not going to participate anymore in 2024 on the national level. Uh, they have decided to uh, allow this. This bothers me. To allow CNN to be the moderators of the next two, they're going to have two more of these these disasters. Even though they said it was a disaster, four point one million people watched. Uh, we're going to have two more, and we're going to allow CNN to mo- be the moderators of the next two, next two debates. That is like uh, you know allowing the Fox to guard the hen house. CNN has gone out of its way the last 10 years to hate conservatives, to hate Republicans, and you're going to allow them the power to hold a debate? Does that make sense to you? It doesn't to me at all. Which has me looking at Rona or Rana McDaniel a little closer to think, who in the heck is this woman? She gets no results. She keeps her job. Uh, Very bad track record. I mean, we got slammed on a lot of elections, and she's just doing a, a lousy, lousy job as the RNC chief, uh, you know, the, the head of the, the RNC. She's, she's terrible. She's the chair. She's terrible, which has me believing now that I believe she is the controlled opposition. She's the controlled opposition. Why would she allow CNN to be a moderator for the Republican nominations, the, the candidacy? Why would she allow that? Because I think she's working with the other side. I think she has controlled opposition. I'm surprised Donald Trump hasn't called for her ousting. At one time, I believe he did, and he kind of backed off and said she's doing a fine job. Sorry, Donnie boy. She's not doing a fine job. She's a terrible, terrible chair for the RNC. They need to ditch this woman. How can you possibly be be good at fundraising for the RNC when you make such poor decisions? And you have such a a lousy track record. How can you actually get money for the candidacies of anybody when you have such a lousy record? Why do I want to give my money to you? I don't. I wouldn't. Crazy stuff. Crazy, crazy stuff. Yeah, so Donald Trump, Caesarism, dictator, they're uh, they're all on the same script, reading the same script about Donald Trump. What else we got going on here? We got uh, Hunter Biden. 
nine criminal charges. Yeah, 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 yeah. We see, I think, going back to 2017, 18, the IRS and the Department of Justice knew about the money. We knew they knew about uh, the money not paid on taxes, and they just kind of looked the other way. They were told to don't do that, don't don't bring it out because you know Biden has to get in, and this is going to look bad for him. You know, the whole laptop being hidden. There's so many things being hidden. You know, Donald Trump talked about eliminating, uh, dismantling, or pretty much getting rid of the FBI. I couldn't agree more. Just get rid of it. You've got 17 intelligence agencies. I don't think you need 17. And I definitely would get rid of the FBI, and I think I would also get rid of the CIA and reformulate another intelligence agency, maybe of the CIA-type situation here, but it would not be the Central Intelligence Agency. And it would be beholden to the rule of law and follow the Constitution. It would follow the Constitution which the CIA today does not follow the Constitution. It can kill anybody it wants to. It can kill a foreigner. It can kill a citizen. They don't care about the Constitution. I think if we want to talk about America being great, then we need to follow the rule of law first. Let's start off with the rule, following the rule of law, and then we can maybe talk about greatness, okay? Have you noticed that the Democrats and the uh, liberal media have been referring to those who were or conservative media in some sorts, uh, Newsmax, Real America's Voice, as the MAGA media, as if that was a derogatory, bad thing to be of make America great again. So wait a minute, if I say make America great again, that's a bad thing to say? Well, I think the liberals, that's what the liberals are trying to say. Make America great again makes you a white supremacist. Uh, it makes you a homophobe, it uh, xenophobe, uh, you are all phobes, and uh, you're a bigot and a mean-spirited person who doesn't care about other people. Well, I guess that's me. <laughs> I'm actually none of those things. I'm a patriot, I love this country, I think we can do a hell of a lot better. Stay tuned, more to come. This is Steve Elkins on a Sunday night, Off the Beaten Path. you as part of the Wild Pastures family, and we look forward to bringing you the pastures meats that you and your family will love. Now, we started Wild Pastures because so many of my clients would tell me they just couldn't find high-quality pastures meats, and even when they did, it was so expensive that they couldn't afford to eat it regularly. Now, I'm not talking about the bottom-of-the-barrel healthy meats that have claims like natural or free-range or even cage-free, terms that were actually created by the industrial food industry to make us feel all warm and fuzzy about buying 
their low quality products. I'm talking about truly nourishing pasteurized meats, the kind that you'll never really find in a grocery store. Our farmers are doing things beyond organic. Our beef is 100% grass fed and grass finished and raised on pastures free from chemicals and other pesticides. Our chickens are 100% pasture raised where they get their natural diet of grass and forage and insects. We will never settle for free range, which is actually one of the most deceptive terms in the chicken industry. In fact, less than 0.1% of the chicken consumed in the United States is truly pasture raised in the way that ours is. And our pork is 100% pasture raised as well. So if you care about where your food comes from, then you have definitely made it to the right place. As a Wild Pastures member, you'll be supporting the most highly principled farmers in America and getting the most nutrient-dense, nourishing, and sustainable meats in the world. I'm confident you'll love being part of our mission at Wild Pastures, and you will really love the delicious, nourishing meats that we're going to deliver straight to your door. Visit republicbroadcasting.org and click the Wild Pastures banner ad. Secure a shipment today. Beef, poultry, and pork. Raised the way nature intended. Corporate media dominates the American opinion. Finding independent voices that counter this avalanche is becoming increasingly difficult. With the endless corruption running rampant throughout our government, independent voices are needed more than ever to battle the offensive against our freedoms and liberties. As a listener of RBN, no one understands this concept better than you. Now it's up to you to do your part. The time has come for you to take action and begin broadcasting the truth to hundreds or thousands of people every month. Sound impossible? Quite the contrary. With pointed slogans from LibertyStickers.com, you can reach countless sleeping Americans unaware that they live in a real-life wonderland. LibertyStickers.com has a huge inventory of political bumper stickers and messages that reflect the truth about our government, our politicians, and the future of America. With so many in stock, there's one perfect for you. Visit us today at LibertyStickers.com. Again, that's LibertyStickers.com. Do your part. Your voice is important. Let it be heard. step back just a little bit again on the RNC debate number four a little bit. Only that I, I did like what I heard sometimes on, on the rebroadcast the next day, the highlights from Ramaswamy talking about the corruption, which is basically on both sides, and I have to agree with that 100%. We, we've got dirty Democrats, we've got dirty Republicans. I never hear too much about independence, but definitely, clearly, both sides are dirty. Okay, well, let's admit that. That's a truth. That's a fact. And pointing out how other people make a lot of money, and mainly he was pointing a finger at uh, Nikki Haley for the money she's made after getting out of office of being an ambassador, that uh, you have to ask yourself, why? Where where did she make all this money? And I have no problem 
she should uh, be open about her finances. I mean, mostly they are. They have to be before somewhere along the line. They have to give their taxes up and things like that. I'd like to know how an ambassador becomes so wealthy. I, I really do after getting out of office because I know what government employees make, what her position makes. And uh, when you come out making millions and millions and millions of dollars, then I have to say, well, I think they're I think asking for a forensic audit on the money you made after leaving government and as an ambassador, I'd like to know. I'd like to know where your money was. I'd like to know how, uh, what channels, where, where's the money been made. And I think we're all entitled to that. At the same time, I think also we should have a, for a financial forensic audit with all the aid that we've given to Israel. And uh, not just recently, we can go back quite far on this situation here, but I'd like to know, I think we all deserve to know where the money goes because, by golly, it's your money. I told my wife today, please don't ever talk to me about representative government because this government does not represent me. uh, They're sending money wherever they want to send the money. They raise the taxes, and if they don't raise the taxes, they simply print the money up and then get the taxation later on from you. Please don't talk to me about representative government because this government is not representing the American people whatsoever. But I believe we're all entitled to a forensic audit on that aid that's given to Israel and the aid that was given also to Ukraine. I'd like to know how they spent it. I, I think we have a right to know it is our money, and we have a right to know how it was spent. And especially when I watch those commercials on TV about the forgotten Jews, please, please help me on this one here. The forgotten Jews. Why were the Jews forgotten? I don't know. Well, evidently, we need to do a forensic audit on the money that was given to Israel because they forgot some people. They forgot their own people. Why do they forget these Jews? I don't know. Maybe they did something terrible, and they've been ostracized and pushed away here. And uh, no, we're not going to give you any money. Hell with you. But uh, I'd like to know a forensic audit to Israel of why we have these commercials on TV pandering, asking for money for the forgotten Jews. I think we all deserve that. I'm not an anti-Semitic person for asking this question. I think it's a logical question to ask. Why? Where did the money go? Again, the forensic audit also a cl- uh, uh, going along with uh, Ukraine also. We have a right to know. We have a right to know. Well, since I'm on this this uh, this kick right now with Israel and what's going on in Hamas, and the ceasefire, the ceasefire, yeah, the ceasefire. We'll have a ceasefire for a little bit here, and uh, let's do a, a hostage uh, release. Let's do a trade, a barter system here. Of course, the trade always worked better for the Israelis than it has for uh, Hamas. So I'll tell you what, we'll release 10 and you release 90. How about that? That's another dang good deal. Man, Israel knows how to cut a deal. We'll give you 10 of your people. By the way, if you're playing the, the role of victim here, Israel's playing the role of victim, then how can you have hostages? How could that possibly be that you have hostages if you're the victim? Oh, you mean you grab people and just hold people? And, and you say, you know what, we're going to hold this guy here. He didn't do anything wrong. We're going to hold him, and we'll, we'll give you back him if you give us five more of these guys. Uh, you know, So playing the, the victim here is not working. And I think the world is waking up to this also, that Israel is not the victim. First of all, if you're going to tell lies, make sure you get your lies in a certain order of believability, okay? Let's start off how they jumped the gun here, and Israel's talking about Hamas cutting the heads off of little babies. Yeah, 
Sure. At the same time, they were letting people go, old women and children, releasing them, letting them go. Before there was even a, a ceasefire in a, uh, a trade-off between hostage to hostage, letting people go. So when the babies weren't cutting, when Israel, Hamas was not cutting off the babies' heads, they were letting people go. We'll come right back to this right after this commercial break. Stay tuned. tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. Hi, Tom Bolton for Ease Off. I know so many of you are finding our EZ4 carcass drop and lift an essential tool for your meat processing operation, but today I want to spotlight four of our new products. First are right height hog cradles with steel or aluminum frames. Our customers love this back-saving innovation that enhances sanitation and speeds production. Next are beef cradles with stainless steel or aluminum frames eliminate rust and corrosion. We hope you'll compare our quality and prices for this essential part of your processing line. Our cradles are especially effective when used with our power skinner. And finally, our hook tumbler will keep your hooks clean and polished. EaseOff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too. EaseOff, LLC, 417-932-6419. Find your inner rebel at Dixie Republic, the world's largest Confederate store, located in Traveler's Rest, South Carolina. The anti-white, anti-Christ, anti-Southern world ends at the asphalt. Welcome to God's country. Log on to DixieRepublic.com to view our Southern merchandise from flags to T-shirts to artwork. At the store, browse through our extensive collection of belt buckles and have a custom-made leather belt handcrafted in our Johnny Rebs gun and leather shop. That's DixieRepublic.com where you can meet all of your Southern needs. Support those that support the network. Support Dixie Republic at DixieRepublic.com. Email ProudSouthern123 at gmail.com and let them know that RBN sent you. Welcome to my fourth annual False Flag and Conspiracies Conference 2023, a virtual event on the 16th and 17th of December. Outstanding speakers. Ace Baker, Brian Davidson, Fred Lochter, Donald Javries, Stephanie Sledge, Dr. Merrill Ness, Giuseppe Vavangulo, Joaquin Gobian, Dr. Reed Labo, Jack Mullen, 
Joe Olson, Brian Davidson, Monique Lucan, Scott Bennett, Nick Kohlerstrom, Russ Winter, Ron Avery, Miriam Hanane, John Kaminsky, Sarah Westall, Dr. Catherine Horton. This is something you don't want to miss. 500 free Zoom tickets are available. Register now. Go to falseflagsandconspiracyconference.com slash ticket slash to get it now. That's 512-248-8252. We've got our first caller tonight. It's kind of a slow night tonight. You know, it's nice. I, I, I got lots of stuff here. I had a clip I was going to play, but I think I'm going to save it for next week and work on that a little bit more. It's, uh, it, it's a good clip. It's about 12 minutes long, but I want to work this just a smidgen more and uh, the angle on this one here and uh, definitely bring it to you next week. Kind of missing Mondays a little bit now because I could definitely float over and bring this on a Monday, and that's not possible anymore as the National Intel Report has been retired. It's been retired. I miss it already, but uh, that's the way it goes, and I think uh, I think John would be okay with that. I think he'd be still happy with uh, We carried it on for a little over two years, and uh, it is time to retire probably, so move on. Let's go to the phones and talk to our first caller tonight, my good friend in, in Austin, Texas there, Mr. Mr. Scottish John. Welcome, Scottish John. Hey, Steve. How you doing there, Scottish John? Uh, I'm better, mate. I can't say I'm a very happy man these days uh, living in America and feeling the way I do about the Palestinians. It's just mm. sickening. Absolutely yeah. sickening. Yeah, um, it, it, it bothers me too it bothers me how the media is so is so one-sided on this it's so one-sided as uh again israel's the victim and i'm, I'm glad you brought that because we need to go back to uh if when you arrange your lies you have to get them in the right order and they're out of order and we'll talk about that as soon as you finish your call but uh, what's on your mind tonight what's, what's going on well there's a there's a guy called jeremy bowen and he's been He's been the Middle East correspondent for the BBC since 1995. I remember seeing him before I came over here to live, and uh, like I say, 1995, that's almost, what, 40 years? 30, 30 years? And uh, he just got fired. No, not got fired. He's been removed from Gaza because he said, I saw no evidence of Hamas using Palestinians as human shields. Yeah. Well, of course, Israel complained to the BBC immediately, and uh, they pulled him out of Gaza. I find yeah, that the, very, uh, very disturbing. The first, the first lie in war is the truth. The first casualty in war is the truth. And I, I think we, we definitely know that to be a fact, because uh, it, it's happening over and over again. Which brings me back to the, the, the lies, when you, when you bring your lies out, and you bring them out in sequence, you need to have them in the right order. As the Israelis were telling us that the Hamas was uh, was killing uh, Israeli babies and cutting the heads off of babies, 
uh, they got it out of order. And, of course, this was not true. And in the, the mainstream media actually re realized it and figured it out. They spun the lie for a little while, and they realized, you know what, this is really a lie. This is just uh, war propaganda. This is trying to demonize the enemy just a little bit more. We can't run with this anymore because we're going to look like total fools because it didn't happen. And at the time that Hamas was supposedly releasing old women and children, they are cutting the heads off of babies also. So now the new lie last week was they're spinning a new lie of, uh, of raping women and children. Well, you see, you got that all out of order. You should have started off with the raping uh, of women and children and then moved on to the cutting heads off of babies. They got it out of, out of the wrong order, the wrong sequence here. But both of them are bold-faced lies, that they're bold-faced lies. They have to demonize, the United States does this all the time, they demonize their enemy to get your permission, to get the permission from the citizens to do what they're going to, what they're going to do next. Whether it's uh, hand over a lot of aid and money, your money, to another country, or to uh, put boots on the ground to say, we will fight for you and defend you. Uh, again, the first casualty in war is the truth. Yeah. Which yeah, it really is. Uh, brings me to my, my second point. I was lying in bed last night listening to the BBC on uh, you know on national public radio here, and I heard them talking about um, all this aid, financial aid, going to Israel, and apparently the Senate or the Congress is they've held up the supposed fourteen billion amount that's there's a, that's been put on hold. But he went on to say that despite that. There's a, a kind of loophole that's allowing the U.S. to send, like, I think he said about $100 million worth of ammunition. And I just thought to myself, you know, I can remember years ago hearing a tale about America does this kind of thing for Israel, and they never bloody pay, you know? No. Funnily enough, today I come upon this uh, a clip on YouTube from CNN. Now, I don't have television, so I don't get to see a lot of this crap. I think I'd, I think I'd end up in a bloody straitjacket if I watched American television. No offense, mm -hmm. mate. But, no, uh, no, I, I feel it, the same way sometimes. Yeah. It was this guy. Uh, apparently, he's a he's some a guy who just quit the State Department. His name's Josh Paul. So he was on. He was on a. This clip was from six days ago, and he's being interviewed by this woman on CNN, and she kicks off with a line about Hamas killed. 1,200 Israelis on that day, 7th of October or 6th of October. Yeah. And I'm sitting here going, sweetheart, that was only three days old when we saw the footage of the Israeli bloody helicopters killing their own people. Yeah. And apparently they call that something like Project Hannibal, where they're prepared to kill their own people in order to kill their enemies. They're yeah. bloody evil, these people. And you're telling, yeah, you were talking you know, about them they're, telling they're lies. Out, they're carrying out false flags and pointing blame. What, what did not happen happened, and uh, of course they're to blame for it, like a false flag. You know, they they're gonna they're gonna allow a certain percentage of of people to be casualty, their own people to be casualty, in order to carry out their mission. I saw an article the other day where Israel was uh, the defense minister there, or somebody had mentioned that uh, Israel was planning on first of all planning on. Uh, staying and conducting this war for at least a year, at least a year. Yeah. And and uh, and they actually knew years before that uh, Hamas was planning on attacking, again, allowing it to happen, kind of like uh, Pearl Harbor. We allowed Pearl Harbor to get in the war. 
the same situation with the PNAC document, Project for New American Central. We allowed the attacks on the World Trade Center and the Pentagon in order to get into the Middle East because we wanted the, the precious oil. Uh, you know, again, they sacrificed some people, and uh, I guess they call them collateral damage. Collateral damage patriots. Uh, collateral damage Jewish patriots who died for for uh, Israel to have the right to invade Gaza and take over Palestine. And I mean, what they're doing right now, the video footage I've watched right now, Scottish John, is that they're basically pummeling the hell out of Gaza right now. No. And they're going to migrate, go further into Palestine. But uh, essentially what they're going to do is make rubble out of everything, make it rubble, haul it away, stand on the ground. It's ours now, plant their, their Jewish flag there, and they're going to start building their own settlements in Palestine. This is just yep. uh, this is just this is just taking down the infrastructure because they're going to rebuild it to the liking of Israel. This is all this yep. is. This is a controlled demolition, and we're going to haul away all the gravel and all the rubble and everything. We're going to haul it all away. It's our land now, and now we're going to build it for Israel. That's what's going to happen. It's pure evil. I remember you saying a few weeks ago that they won't stop until they've cleared every single last Palestinian yep. out of there and. Uh, Yep. It's looking like you were right. Well, listen, yep. <coughs> excuse me. Yeah. <coughs> it's not often I call in, but I just want to take a minute to talk about something that you and I spoke about a few times sure. a while sure. back. King Charles, as he is now. Now, recently they had the they had the reopening of Parliament after the summer break, and it's the tradition there that the monarch does the speech. <coughs> excuse me. Mm -hmm. <coughs> and uh, part of the speech that I caught on a, on a little clip was uh, he's talking about how the police are going to be stepping up their efforts to tackle child sex abuse and stuff like that. And I thought, you, who was your best pal when he was still alive? The bloody world's worst ever paedophile. And you can sit there with a bloody straight face and talk about doing something to prevent child sexual abuse. Yeah, I know. No, no. We're, in a, we're in a bad bloody place, mate. Anyway, I'll leave it yeah. at that, Steve. I'll let you get back, all right? Best, Appreciate mate. the Cheers. call. Hey, nice to hear from you again. Nice to hear from you. Go back to the Let's just talk to Laura in Michigan. Welcome, Laura. Hello, Steve. I wanted to ask you, Erica Hi. Khan and, and Jeff Rents keep talking about medical, medical uh, martial law in Florida, similar to the one in New York. Do you know anything about that? Nope, nope. Uh, last time I heard... Uh, of course, you know, our governor down here, Ron DeSantis, has, has pushed back against all Biden policies that would uh, be dictating this or that. And, uh, you know, mass vaccines, you name it, uh, he has not complied. So, no, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. And I'll tell you why it's not going to happen. Because Americans down here in Florida, we have learned a lesson from watching the rest of the country. And I got lots of people who have taken shots, who are injured now. Many people have died, I know. From taking the shot, I mean, it's just a coincidence. Yeah, now they have myocarditis and have died of a heart attack, and lots of people, even in our family. So, uh, no, they're not going to fall for it. It's not going to happen. You see, we we have one bargaining chip that they don't realize. Some of them don't realize, and it worked really well last time, last year, when the hospitals were telling all their employees take the shot or you get fired. You see, we have this little this little chip that we can do. Our our bargaining chip is that we can shut everything down. We can shut it down, especially your ICUs, especially your ERs, your specialty, your OBGYN, uh, pediatrics. I don't want to do that, 
I don't want to do that, but I am not going to be a science project. My wife's not going to be a science product project either. Uh, this is my body. It's my choice. Just as the, the the liberals say, your your you know your body, your choice. Abortion. Uh, this is my body. This is my choice. I'm not going to take anything that's got an emergency use authorization, and it's no worse than a cold. I'm not going to waste my time. I saw the scam from the very beginning. This is not rocket science. I, I, I for me, it's not. I figured it out very very fast. This is a scam. So it, we, like I said, we have that uh, that power to shut it all down. And there's not a thing they can do if we all stick together. And people are waking up. That's why they're going into your food now, your food sources, to put this garbage in your food sources because they can't get you to roll your sleeves up anymore. Trying another angle. Right. I also talk about shutting things down. Glenn Beck, (coughs) excuse me, Glenn Beck read all... All the things that Hunter Biden wanted to write off on his taxes, all these prostitutes and sex sure. clubs or whatever. I sure. think if he goes to prison, the whole sex industry is going to collapse. <laughs> I can't believe how much I, money he I think spent on all that. that. I think the politicians will keep it going. I don't worry about that too much. But you know what? Uh, this whole thing with Hunter Biden, and nine, nine criminal charges, three are felonies, six are misdemeanor. Uh, then you got a gun charge, which is a felony. The gun charge is a felony. Uh, you know, he's going to testify for that before the House Way and Ways Means Committee here. And uh, he's just going to plead the fifth. He's going to plead the fifth, plead the fifth. And, uh, you know, but the problem is, is that we have a trail. We have a long trail of correspondence and email and text and uh, bank records that show there's no way. This whole idea of a repaying back a loan is total bunk. I'm sorry. I mean, come on. You actually think we're going to buy that? Uh, you know, the Bidens made $5 million here, $5 million there, $5 million here, $20 million, split up between nine members of the family here. And you're telling me you're paying back dad for a car loan? Give me a break. Not, nobody's going to believe this. Now, the problem we have is that we have a Congress, a gutless Congress, and we have too many rhinos out there who are going to say, well, I just don't see it, or it's going to make too much problems, and it's going to divide the country even more, so I'll just, I don't want to upset the, the balance here. Uh, so they're not going to do the right thing. They're not going to do the right thing. Nothing's going to happen to Hunter Biden. Nothing's going to happen I to Hunter Biden. I think you're right. I think it's going to happen, but he, I'll, I'll, he, is I'll, a, he is a direct tie-in. He's a direct tie-in to the corruption for the big guy. You see, this right. could not happen without Joe Biden. You can't That's sell influence unless you have somebody that you can say, hey, my father can make a decision on that. I mean, that oligarch from Russia sending uh, $3 million to Hunter Biden because of sanctions that were going to be going through pretty soon that would spare her if she paid the sum of $3 million. You see, it all leads to Big Joe, the big guy. And without Joe, you don't have a business. And it's, it's quite obvious. Uh, maybe he'll step down. I don't know. I think the Democrats know they can't win with him. But uh, how, do, how do you get rid of the guy unless he just, has a, he just croaks and has a heart attack? And they can make that happen. They can make that happen. It's not a problem. They can do that. CIA can do that. But uh, they can't win with him. So actually, if something happens to Joe or something happens to, to Hunter, the story all goes away. Right. The story is never the, – the investigations are, are right. stopped. There's no need to go on anymore. They're dead, and they'll say, uh, that's it. The case is over. 
about to go on with that story. When I couldn't get Arbiana in, I had to listen to Fox. I had to tune into a, a court proceeding. It was about OxyContin, the yep. Sack, Mr. Sackler. Yep. And this poor man, this man was suing Sackler. They already offered him a huge amount of money. He said, I don't want the money. I want Sackler to sit in prison for the rest of his life. I thought, you poor man, he's a Jew. He's never going to go to prison. No, no, no. They, they he might as well take the money. Small fish. They'll, take it. They'll sacrifice maybe a small person, but uh, the big fish big fish always swims away. It always, it yeah. always swims away. We're yeah. seven, seven in his company. Good plea bargain. I don't know how the plea bargain went, but yeah. at least seven of them pleaded. Mm-hmm. But the poor man. Well, we're, we're starting something now. We're seeing Texas is taking on Pfizer right now, so I don't know. Oh, yeah, Paxton. Yeah, he's doing a good job on that. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. I, I, I said from the very beginning a while back that going suing Pfizer, the, the drug companies, is difficult. Because they were given emergency use authorization, that was their uh, their 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 out of jail free card. So I think the best we could probably do. I could be wrong. Maybe they didn't dot an I or cross a T, but maybe uh, going after the corporations that forced you to take the shots uh, to stay employed. I think there's a good case there to go after your employer. And uh, you know, I, I used to think I used to believe in loyalty to an employer. I really did. I was there's always a loyal employee. And uh, but now I don't feel that way anymore because of how I was treated. My wife was treated. My friends were treated. Take the shot or you get fired. Ready to throw me out there. Just throw me out there and get rid of my income. Extortion, uh, economic extortion through not taking, uh, disobeying them and not taking a COVID shot. Uh, Our relationship will never go back to being a loyal employee. It will never go back. I can tell you that right now. Do my job. My wife does her job. She does a great job. And uh, but I will never have hold that loyalty in my heart for somebody who did this to me. I will never, ever, ever trust them again. If everybody could sue, lost someone, or was injured, you wouldn't even have enough lawyers in this country to cover it. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. I don't know how they're going to hide the death toll when the death toll starts to really spike. And uh, I don't know how they're going to do it because uh, you're going to see you're going to see the interstate and your roads are just uh, back and forth. There's another hearse. God, there's another hearse. There's another hearse. There's another hearse. Cemetery processions, police officers, uh, you know, proceeding uh, the, the ahead of the the, the hearses and the, and the funerals. Uh, you're going to see them. You're going to see the funeral directors going crazy, saying, I, "I don't have enough room. I don't have enough." refrigerator space here uh, to put bodies, uh, the embalming fluid, running on a bombing fluid. We're seeing so many bodies and so many young people are dying so fast. And uh, you can say you know, it's sudden adult death syndrome, but there has to be causation. There has to be something. We've never seen this before ever. We've never seen so many young people dying and healthy people, sports, athletes dropping dead at such a young age. So, you know, they're Hanging on to this uh, diagnosis they brought out there as, as the fall back to to saying, well, people just young people die sometimes. Yeah, they do. Sometimes people, young people, do die, but not at this not at this rate. Not at this rate. 
there is direct causation. What is the causation? It is the COVID shots, myocarditis, the pericarditis, the spike protein clots. There's autoimmune disorders flipping on, flipping off your immune system. The pathogen takes over. Cancer is rising. I mean, I've never seen so much cancer rising right now and autoimmune disorders. And you can't say, you can't say there's just, it just, you're, you're in a season of this and it's, it's just happening because it happens. There is direct causation here. And they can't hide it. They cannot hide this. Here's another problem. I've got two granddaughters dating age, you know. Uh, I told them they've got to ask the person, you know, have they gotten a COVID shot? If they have, there's no sense in dating them. Because if you married them, I know you're not thinking about children now, but you will be when you get married. And they won't be able to to procreate. Yeah, yeah, I think. That makes a big problem right there. Yeah, uh, well, you're, I, I think you're going to see uh, sperm banks uh, become. Uh, sperm is going to be your new Bitcoin. <laughs> sperm is going to be your new Bitcoin. It's going to be your new gold. And they're going to say, "This is good sperm. This will give you a child. I promise." No sterility here. Uh, yeah, your your sperm is going to be your new Bitcoin here, and we'll probably see uh-huh. it on, on the stock exchange. What's what's sperm going for? To That's this? very interesting. Yeah, it could be, you know, because of, of this depopulation and and. Young couples unable to uh, to have a child, it could possibly be that way. But uh, you know, with the with the AI that's being pushed on us and uh, technocracy building a machine to take away a, a human job, they may just say, well, "Nah, we don't need you anyway." And you're going to be replaced. We'll keep a handful of people around, but uh, pretty much uh, the machines will be doing all the work, and uh, we don't really need you anymore. You know, we'll see. We'll see. All right, got to move on here, Laura. Thanks for your call. Okay, Appreciate thank you, Steve. Bye. All right, let's get back to some more health stuff. I got to laugh at is uh, I talked about it last week. Uh, white lung disease. Oh my God, Chinese Chinese white lung disease. It's not just white lung disease. It's Chinese white lung disease, and really, it is nothing more than pneumonia. Okay, white lung. When I use it, when we use it in the hospital, it's a descriptor. A descriptor after viewing a chest X-ray and taking notice of pneumonia and how invasive the pneumonia is. Is it uh, is it patchy uh, or is it diffuse? Uh, is it affecting both sides of the lungs here, the entire lung base? Is it affecting the whole entire base? Uh, you know, so it's a descriptor on pneumonia. That's what it is. That's all it is. There is no new disease. White lung disease is pneumonia, okay, which is easily treated. This pneumonia is easily treatable with uh, Cipro, Ciprofloxin, or Doxycycline. 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 Thank you. It's hard to say that. Say it five times in a row. But uh, it's easily treatable. But our problem that we might see, we might see, I'm thinking this is a possibility, is that we might see a shortage of these medications, these antibiotics, uh, somehow created a supply chain chain shortage where we don't have enough Cipro and uh, deoxycycline. Uh, In that case, we are going to have some serious trouble as the elderly will not survive. Uh, This pneumonia, they will not survive it. Heavily vaxxed people, uh, who have many or several comorbidities, elderly who have been vaxxed to the hilt will probably not do well also. I had this discussion with 
uh, Dr. Peter McCullough about a week ago, and he agreed with me. We are looking at some problems here. If they create a supply chain shortage of these two antibiotics, we will see a heavy death toll. So, but they can't blame it on COVID. I wonder, would they possibly release some other new strain of COVID at the same time as uh, the white uh, lung situation increases? But again, uh, if there's a supply chain shortage, I think we will see a heavy death toll with the elderly, mainly the elderly. It's going to be interesting. Watch this closely. Supply chain shortages on things that we need. Uh, We're about ready to come up on the second hour here. I want to get into the illegal immigration issue here because it is huge. It is totally out of control. I heard this song the other day in my car. I always liked this song, but now I listen to this song, and it brings on a total different meaning for me now. And that's Neil Diamond's Coming to America. You remember that song? We're coming to America. And I started thinking about that song, and I started thinking about who came to America, and on the boats coming into New York Harbor, and the people that were documented. They were researched and uh, had to check to see if they had a criminal background. They did something, health checks, they did everything else. And what trade are you bringing to the United States to help build this country to be a better place? They all brought trades. They brought something good to help build America. Now I listen to that song, Neil Diamond's Coming to America, and all I see are just people standing in line waiting to get their government subsidy. Breaks my heart. Second hour coming up off the beat pass. Stay tuned. in the blood which carry oxygen to our organs and cells. Our organs and cells need oxygen to regenerate themselves. The immune system needs oxygen to develop and cancer dies in oxygen. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit drinksupertea.com. The first word is drink, spelled D-R-I-N-K, then the word super, then the word tea. The complete website is drinksupertea.com or call us at 818-965-9113, Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-965-9113, drinksupertea.com. You're listening to Real Talk Radio, only on the Republic Broadcasting Network. <laughs> 